Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network Podcast presented by Bet MGM. I'm your host, Chris Rapebond, and this is your NFL Week 15 betting preview. We're going to talk about our favorite sides, totals, teasers, moneyline dogs, and of course, crack open our weekly Sunday six pack of against the spread bets. With the help of my co-host, the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky Stuck, what is going on? Uh, congrats for uh, another great week, and uh, I think you overtook me either for the first time since like week one or two, uh, or the first time all year. But uh, you're officially back. Yeah, another good week. Uh, but who cares? We're on the next week. I, I will say, last week was one of the craziest NFL weeks uh, I can ever remember. I'll summarize a couple of stats here. Mahomes was 46 and 2 when opponents didn't reach 21 points lost. Wallace walk-off punt return for the Ravens never returned a punt in the NFL before last week. Titans first ever team to be down 14 with less two less than 255 to go and went out right in regulation. NFL team scoring three or fewer points since 2008 were 0 255 and 2 before the Vikings. Steelers first team over 500 to lose back-to-back games to teams at least 8 games under 500. Unders had hit 34 straight win scoreless at the half before the Jets-Texans game. I unfortunately had that under. Uh, the Jets get three field goals on negative eight yards after fourth down misses in their own territory. That was brutal. Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito, AFC and NFC Players of the Week. QBs to win a game last week. Wilson, DeVito, Levis, Zappi, Browning, Flacco, and Mullins. Crazy week. Capped off. I, I went to Cleveland, and I saw Joe Flacco win me more money in that stadium. Playing for the Browns heard all my Browns fans argue over whether Flacco is better than Watson. One's making one's a 38 year old guy. They signed off the street for the league men. The other guy they gave hundreds of millions of dollars to, which was pretty funny, but yeah, we're on the next week, but I will say where results do matter. I know a lot of people follow me on the app and, and on here. Good week for futures. So I, my two futures are took the flyer on the bills, 50 to one. Everything's turning up bills lately. They're an even in play for the division now. And the Ravens, uh, the one seed now. It should be a good finish year to the NFL season. Let's get on to week 15. It's like the witching hour of the NFL season. It's it, it start everything just starts turning around this time. You always see a couple of those crazy upsets. 
uh, playoff odds shifting. So, yeah, it's going to be good. And uh, I don't know if Thursday night will be good, but uh, we're going to talk about it anyway. So let's kick things off with the Thursday night football preview. It's not the best game, but it's the only game tonight. Let's bet Thursday night football. So we got the Chargers at the Raiders. Raiders favored by three. The total is 34, and that's because Justin Herbert out for the season with a thumb injury. So Easton Stick is going to start at quarterback for the Chargers. And then Aiden O'Connell, I guess, is going to start, but it sounds like he's on a short leash or maybe they'll bench him out right before the game. So there's just a lot of uncertainty in terms of just – what you're going to get out of these quarterbacks right now you have Aiden O'Connell who might, who might get benched by the time people are listening to this laying three points when they lost three to nothing last week, their defense gave up three points and they still couldn't cover That's just 2023 NFL in a nutshell really want no part of this. I think it's chargers or nothing because you just got to take the points with, you know, it's just two backup quarterbacks essentially, but what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, unbettable game. But week 15, Easton Stick versus, if I had to guess, Brian Hoyer. Except they don't want to play, play Jimmy G because if he gets hurt, they owe him 11 million. If it was three and a half, maybe consider Easton Stick. But uh, yeah, week 15, Easton Stick, Brian Hoyer, Thursday night game with no playoff implications. A- absolutely not. Unbettable game. Keep an eye out for Kerner's props on the action of our gap. I got, I got nothing here. This game is... Uh, not worth talking about in my opinion, but the, I will say the a more interesting discussion because a lot of people ask me about this. So MVP market right now, which uh, to tie it to Thursday night, nobody in the, in the Thursday night game is in the running. Prescott's plus 150, Purdy's plus 175. It, the, and then you have Lamar's plus 600. Hertz is at plus 800. Allen is plus 1400. Mahomes is plus 1600. I think two and Tyreek are out of it after Monday night. So I'll share my thoughts and I'm curious to get yours. Mahomes, they have an easy schedule. They're like 10 to one to get the one seed. I mean, I think that's a better bet than Mahomes 16 to one. Just bet the Chiefs to win the one seed. Hurts at eight to one. No, thanks. And they don't, they play a bunch of clowns two down the stretch. So I think it's between Prescott and Purdy. I think that if Purdy wins out, I actually think Purdy should be the favorite. So Purdy wins out. It's got the ward's gone to a, the quarterback with a one seed uh, for ten years in a row. So Purdy wins out. That means he would have, and everyone's going to look. Prescott will probably if he beats the Bills this week, which I don't think they do. We'll talk about that later. But if he beats the Bills this week, that he's going to go. He's going to continue to be the favorite. His odds will probably tickle, trickle up because Purdy could put up some big numbers, but it's the Cardinals. However, Christmas Day in prime time, Purdy plays the Ravens. So. That'll be even these, these things usually come out in the last three weeks. So that'll be a huge game against a really good defense. And if Purdy wins that game and that, you know, 49ers get the one seed and that he beat Prescott already. I don't know. I think Purdy would win it. So I agree that Purdy and Prescott should be the two favorites. I think the only two worth considering are Josh Allen, but I would need like 20 to one or better. He has the numbers. And if they win out, potentially win the division, he's interesting. I think it's a four guy race. Allen is the super long shot that could come from way behind. And then Lamar has a chance, tough schedule, but even if he loses to Jacksonville this week, if he beats the Dolphins to get the one seed and beats the 49ers at San Fran, but I think those are the only guys who 
could win it right now. So what are your thoughts there on the MVP race? I agree. I think Purdy and Prescott should be the favorites. I do agree that Purdy should be the favorite, but those numbers, I mean, what do you say? Plus 150, plus 175, those are just egregious. Uh, So you can't really bet those. I think I like Allen a little bit more than Jackson because you're still getting longer odds. And the Ravens just have so many different ways to win. I mean, Allen's my favorite because he, like you said, he has the numbers. And then you would have this crazy story of, you know, Allen overcoming the coordinator firing and it would be Josh Allen would be the bet for me. But I, I do think Purdy is going to win it uh, that just for, for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the week 15 Sunday six pack. Thirsty for action. Let's crack open the Sunday six pack. All right, so congratulations again. Finally uh, got a couple points up, 52-50. You're in the lead, and uh, I'm first this week, so I'll start us off with the first pick of the Week 15 Sunday six-pack. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings plus three-and-a-half at the Cincinnati Bengals, and I've talked about this on this pod. I've talked about it on our, our happy hour show. And this year it's just been backup quarterbacks pitted against each other uh, time and time again. And a lot of uncertainty. It's tough. It's just tougher to handicap these matchups in general, because, you know, everyone has their opinion of, okay, this quarterback's worth this much to the spread and this and that. But at the end of the day, it's a projection. And it's, it's a lot of times based on limited sample sizes for, for the backup and or sample sizes that aren't really relevant because Nick Mullins has made uh, a lot of starts in this league, but most of them were in the Shanahan offense, which is kind of completely different. But I will say this, you know, Jake Browning, now you're talking about he's laying not even just three, but three and the hook here. This is when I think you want to fade these kind of teams and and quarterbacks. And because Cincinnati could feasibly still win this game uh, and not cover if you're getting three and the hook. So uh, love the spot here, but I do think that when you look at these two teams, you ha- you have two backup caliber quarterbacks with decent offensive weapons around them. You know, even if Justin Jefferson doesn't play for Minnesota, you still have good weapons uh, for them. Uh, you still have decent uh, left tackle and all that good stuff. So what it comes down to me for me is then who's got the better defense, and that answer at this point, we're now we're in week fifteen. I think it's clearly. Minnesota. Uh, it's not, it's no longer just, oh man, Brian Flores, you know, he's having a, can't believe he took like a wee worse defense and made him respectable. Like this defense is playing well. And, it, you know, they took care of business last week, shutting out the Oakland Raiders, uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, and, and Aiden Four, O'Connell. Fourth in EPA per play on the season now. Yeah. As I was about to say, so they're sixth in DVOA, which of course adjusts for strength of schedule. Uh, top seven against both the run and the pass, whereas Cincinnati, and you've been on this pretty much from the jump of the season, just kind of talking about this Cincinnati defense was worrisome and, and had some concerns and probably wasn't going to get anywhere close to respectability that they you know, were at when they made that playoff run a couple years ago. So 25th in DVOA, below average against both the pass and the run, and uh, that's a 19 spot 
difference. Sixth and 25th on defense. I don't think even if Brown and Brown, he looks pretty solid out there. Um, that probably not as good as the numbers because he's had a couple of deflect, multiple deflected balls uh, get caught by Chase. He's also had a bunch of run after the catch, just explosions by Chase, Chase, and then Chase Brown. So dudes named Chase essentially um, are just kind of yakking it up for him. So that tends to regress. And you're also going to get, I think, the toughest challenge, not only just by the numbers on defense, but this Brian Flores defense for a quarterback making his fourth start just so many exotic looks. Usually when you get a blitzing defense, you're playing a lot of man behind it. Minnesota's doing a lot of zone blitzing and they also rush three and mix in some of that. So I just think it's, if it's going to be one of these spots where you might see a backup quarterback who is having a lot of success, come back down to earth a little bit, kind of like we saw with Josh Dobbs uh, when he started, I think it was his fourth or fifth start. So I'm just buying low here on Nick Mullins, who at least we've seen him be competent. Um, he's won both. Of, he's covered in both of his first uh, starts with his, you know, new teams. Won his first start with San Francisco, and then covered his first start uh, with the Cleveland Browns. His only start uh, with them, but first career, you know, averaging seven and a half yards in attempt. Most, probably a lot of that is a Shanahan offense. But again, you have decent weapons: Hawkinson, uh, Addison. Even if Jefferson doesn't play, so uh, give me the Minnesota Vikings plus three and a half Saturday road teams too, for what it's worth. Um, 62% against the spread over the last two decades. It's been about a hundred, just over a hundred games played on Saturdays uh, over that time span. So uh, love the Vikings in this spot going to Cincinnati. With the hook, I think that the, that's the only play, but it's amazing what Flores has done because their roster talent wise is about worse than it was last year, just from a raw talent perspective. And it was bad last year. Oh, the yeah, yeah, bump okay. is massive for what he's done to that defense that was just lost. Remember last year, like Ed Donatel was like, I don't know. I'm just, I might try to, at the end of the season, he was like, I I, I don't know what to do. I'll just, I, I'm, I might try something completely different in the final weeks. Like it was a mess. He gave Daniel Jones, what? Like a hundred million dollars. Like that was Daniel Jones looked like Joe Montana going against the Vikings defense twice. Now this defense, yeah. we're talking about this defense as a top six defense. I mean, times have changed. All right, well, bad transition with the road teams on Saturday because for my first pick of the Week 15 Sunday six-pack, I'm going with the Detroit Lions minus four against the Denver Broncos. I have been fading this Lions team incessantly uh, because their defense is terrible. Goff's been outdoors a bunch, but now everyone's writing them off. I said this about the Bills about three weeks ago. I said, all right, that's the buy signal. This is the buy signal out the Lions. Um, look, and they've gone four and two over their past six games. Their two losses, they turned over six times, had no takeaways, and went two of ten on fourth down. So made it look a little worse than it was. But Goff's coming back home. He's indoors. There's just a massive difference. They are, you also have a much better offense here. And if you remove the Goff outdoor games where he turns into a pumpkin, it's an enormous gap between these two offenses. I think Frank Ragnow will be back uh, at center, which is big. So I think that you'll get a rallied Lions effort. This is where they play well indoors. And this Broncos team is on the opposite end of the spectrum of the lines. This is a classic buy low, sell high spot. The Broncos have won six of seven. And if you look, I talked up and I was, I was betting them early in the season after that Miami game, they made some changes on defense, schematic changes. They got a little healthier since they gave up 70 since week four, they're fourth in EPA per play on defense. However, EPA per play extremely impacted by turnovers, which are not predictive. 
over that same stretch, if you remove turnovers and you also remove garbage time against backup quarterbacks, because you got to remember this Broncos team faced PJ Walker after the Browns injuries. Last week they faced Easton Stick. They faced, I also am not removing this, but they faced Mahomes with the flu. I mean, even Tank Dell got hurt. I mean, they, whoever the Vikings quarterback was at the time, everything is broken right for the Broncos lately. But if you remove turnovers and garbage time against just the backups that they face on early downs, which are much more predictive, since week four, 25th in EPA per play, 30th in success rate. This defense has been living off of fourth down luck, red zone luck, and most importantly, turnovers. During their sixth game, so that they've, they're, they're past six wins, they are plus 15 in turnover margin. They've taken the ball away 18 times and only turned turned it over three. So there is massive regression on late downs and on and in the turnover department coming for the Broncos. What perfect way for it to come. Then the Lions, who their defense has been bad, bottom three since week seven. Um, but this isn't a really explosive Denver offense that you have to be too worried about. And the Lions have been a bit unlucky. They're not as bad as they've been. I still think they're a bottom five to ten defense, but they're not a bottom two to three. They've been really unlucky over the past two months on like third and longs, third and forevers, fourth downs. So they have a little bit of positive regression coming, but I think there's just a perfect buy low, sell high spot on the lines at home with Goff indoors where he's not a pumpkin. For what it's worth, Goff 30 and 15 against the spread indoors, 66.7%. Among 220 quarterbacks over the past 20 years who have played at least one game in a dome, he's the most profitable. Give me the Lions minus four at home. Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. Yeah, it's uh, you've, you've had a good feel for the these teams, both the Broncos and the Lions this year, better than I, I haven't really been betting uh, either side uh, of that, but. Uh, yeah, I think you make good points on, on that. And I think also that run defense for the Broncos, I think, is really exploited. The, the Lions can exploit most teams on the ground. I mean, they even had success against the Bears last week, and the Bears have been a, a very good run defense. So uh, I'm kind of excited to see it all come together. Because remember, I, I, I had the line, I did bet the Lions when they beat the Raiders. And I think that was the game that caused McDaniel to get fired. But that was kind of sloppy. Um, Goff threw a pick six. It could have been a much bigger game. They stalled out in the red zone, try to get too cute. I'm still waiting for the Lions offense to put it all together with, you know, having everyone healthy, Jamison and, and Gibbs. And I think a Lions smash spot uh, is coming. And if they could definitely win with, uh, with margin here. So uh, the more I think about it, the more I like it. For my second pick and the third overall of the week 15 six pack, I am going with the uh, New York football Giants plus six at the New Orleans Saints. And I know, I know the Giants have been getting lucky with turnovers. I think they have like, what, 10 turn? Their defense has, has 10 takeaways over the last three games on that winning streak. But it all is over. It, it's all just offset by the fact that I just don't think this Saints team should be laying six points Uh to anyone, maybe, maybe, maybe the Patriots are like that's about it. I, I just this Saints team, for one, is still pretty banged up. I mean, I don't know who's going to be back. We're recording this on Wednesday, and who's not? But um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, they've been consistently bad. Carr says he's still hurt, even he's playing through it. But he, Carr is not playing well. 
despite all their talent, they never seem to play as well as they should on offense. Um, you know, even when Taysom's a full go, even when Kamara, Kamara's been in there all year. Um, but I look at this giant defense and I say, okay, Derek Carr, you know, you can bait him into mistakes. And, and Derek Carr, he's thrown a pick in more than half his games. Uh, he's fumbled in, I think, five out of his last six games. He has at least one fumble. So Derek Carr is going to make some mistakes uh, against this Wink Martindale defense. And then on the other side, you have Tommy DeVito, who he's kind of like a, a punchline right now. But for what it's worth, I mean, he's he they've limited his his volume, but he's been able to be a, just efficient enough. And I think the Giants offense is still trending up. So I don't, you know, the Giants for the season, I mean, their offensive numbers are horrible because you had that phase where Andrew Thomas was out. You got all those sacks. You had the phase where Daniel Jones wasn't throwing downfield. So, you know, DeVito, he has Andrew Thomas now. He has, I think, the three best wide receivers coming out of the bye. I like that they essentially cut out the rotation. It was just all Wandale, Hyatt, and Darius Slayton with Hodgins in the red zone, which is exactly how it should be. And you have Saquon Barkley healthy. Andrew Thomas has been 100% of the snaps each of the last three games. So no coincidence, the Giants are competent. So I just think this Giant team now is competent, and this Saint team is always ripe for letdowns. Derek Carr, in his career as an underdog, 52-44 and against the spread. Uh, That's 54%. Respectable, even though he has a negative uh negative 0.6 differential so it's kind of probably overachieving a little there but as a favorite Derek Carr is 19 and 37 against the spread 34 percent failing to cover by an average of four and a half points per game and as a favorite of a field goal or more nine and 26 against the spread 25 percent failing to cover by five points a game. And then Dennis Allen, same thing, six and 16, 27% against the spread as a favorite, two and eight this season. Uh, so I just think this is too many points for a competent kind of feisty giant team that's going to just has the things that kind of, uh, I think, mess up, mess, mess with the Saints. Saints play a lot of man coverage. DeVito and this giant offense actually been pretty good against man coverage, far better uh, then they have against zone coverage. So I do think the Giants have some matchup advantages in this spot as well. So uh, give me the G-men catching six uh, on the road against a, a Saint team that I still uh, just have no no belief in. Yeah, I mean, fading Carr is a six-point favorite. I'll never, you know, push back on you too much. But uh, I do just – a lot. Of, I think this will come down to can the, the Saints run defense has taken a step back this year. So they're, you know, they've been dominant in recent years. So can they get Barkley going enough? Um, otherwise, you'll be starting to ask DeVito to drop back on known passing downs and then he'll inevitably take a bunch of sacks. Yeah, I mean, they've won three straight. They've had a ton of turnover luck. So I don't know. This It seems like maybe the wrong time to buy, but it's this the Saints team, which I don't really think is any good, and Carr is a favorite. So I can't push back too much. For my second pick and the fourth overall, of the week 15 Sunday six pack. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills minus one and a half at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Alert here for Josh Allen. Looking for Allen's got it. He's a runner. No, he's a player. He is a football player. 
Towards left, and there he goes. Josh Allen, huge run, and excuse me, touchdown. How many quarterbacks have you ever seen hurdle anyone? Goodness. There's no fear. No way. to do something about this outrageous man became louder and louder. I have not wanted to fade the Cowboys for, I don't know, we're going on eight weeks now. I've said I don't want to fade them. I've, I have I don't have too many bad things to say about Dallas. They've had, they've been the luckiest team in the NFL with turnovers. They've had an easy schedule. They've done a lot of their damage at home. But I've loved their tweaks from an offensive perspective, what they've done schematically, throwing more early downs, Dak using his legs. They've also figured some things out on defense in the post-Diggs world. I still really like this Dallas team. Uh, I also really like this Buffalo team. These are two top five teams. I'm a top five in my power ratings. Two of the teams that I think can win the Super Bowl. I am just going to trust the spot here and the more desperate team at home. This Dallas team going outdoors. Not going to be as easy outdoors in front of this raucous Buffalo crowd in Buffalo in December. I'm going to jinx myself. But uh, I'm 9-0 betting Buffalo sides on this podcast this year i would bet him early in the year a couple times i faded them basically every week after those defensive injuries and then now i've bet him every week because i said oh, now the market is bottomed out and by the way what's happened since then well they added rasul douglas who's been great they needed that you know you go from no star corner no stud corner to having rasul douglas allows you to do so much more you mcdermott also made some schematic tweaks and then also naturally you have all these new guys because you lost milano you lost daquan jones you lost Trevor. you have all these new guys with Increased playing time, more responsibility, more snaps. Now, after five or six games, guess what? You get more comfortable. You're going to improve over time. So the defense just has improved overall. And Josh Allen is playing at a different level. I mean, he is playing as well as any quarterback. Dak's right up there, too. But Allen and then this Joe Brady. Joe Brady's been great as the new offensive coordinator. So I'm going to trust the spot. Dallas off that huge win. They've won five straight. For what it's worth, over the past 20 seasons, underdogs in December – or January that have a winning percentage of at least 75%, 29-49-2 against the spread, 37.2%. And if they're on a multiple-game winning streak, as Dallas is, 16-37-2 against the spread, 30%. I think this is probably at the top of the market for the Cowboys. I'm going to trust the spot, the home crowd, Allen, to get it done. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Minus one and a half to keep it rolling. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's it's definitely bills or nothing uh, at this point. Josh Allen, for what it's worth, this is when you want to back him. Uh, elite, just an elite quarterback as an underdog or favorite of less than a field goal. 21-9-2 and two against the spread at, since the his first month of the his rookie season. 70% covering by five points per game. So give me the bills. All right, for my third and final pick, the fifth overall of the week 15 six pack. Speaking of when to back them, uh, we're going with the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half. My kids want to have a good Christmas. Probably won't get the three unless uh, Watt and or Highsmith ruled out uh, because they're in co- concussion protocol. I think they'll play. I think they were practicing today, the and then concussion protocol late in the year doesn't matter. I, so I was reading the uh, protocol rules and I. Like, it definitely see how these things get fudged because it's like, okay, 
The team physician has to clear them from a, like after they practice, the team physician has to clear them and an independent uh, neurologist hired by the team. So it's like, is that really an independent yeah. neurologist then? Or is it yeah. just a hired gun that they're probably paying really well? So when they have a, a quarterback or a, a key defensive player like a TJ Watt, he gets to clear. But either way, I mean, remember, the Steelers had a long, uh, long week because they, they played on Thursday night last week. Uh, yeah, last week. So uh, buying low. I mean, not low because the Steelers are still number two in our luck rankings. But finally, there's a time to buy back in uh, on this team because the Colts are number three in luck. The Colts, and you said it last week, this is a just as fraudulent team uh, as the Steelers, I think, maybe even more so. And I'm getting points in a spot that's just been proven over and over again uh, that the Steelers get up for. I mean, the sky is falling. They lost their first team ever to lose above 500 to lose to two two win teams in a row. Ben Roethlisberger just came out and said Steelers tradition is dead. It's extra just rest, some extra rest here too. Yeah, it's it's just perfect bulletin board material for Tomlin to get these guys up. What? A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. We win the game with this crew of bodies right here today. Uh, bring y'all a game today. Woo! By the way, you know, this is kind of the spot I've been targeting all year, just regardless of, you know, the teams involved. It's just when you have a backup quarterback laying points against another backup quarterback, everyone wants to think about, the the underdog is like, oh, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, obviously, Mitch Trubisky's not good. He can't even beat out Kenny Pickett. We know this. But Gardner Minshew's not good either. Gardner Minshew, his 4.8% turnover-worthy play rate, bottom five among 40 qualifiers at quarterback, only one of the other four is starting, and that's Desmond Ritter, and he also got benched. He just happened to get re-inserted uh, in the lineup because the guy he got benched for was even worse and I think got hurt. So this is what the level that Gardner Minshew is playing at. You look at success rate, past success rate this year, Trubisky, 50%. Kenny Pickett, 40%. Last year, Trubisky, 46%. Kenny Pickett, 44%. So it, it it's ugly, but oh, long-term, it's not really much of a drop-off um, between the two quarterbacks. And again, you have one side, the underdog side, with the better defense, Pittsburgh's seventh in defensive DVOA, uh, eighth against the pass, 11th against the run. Uh, Indianapolis is 14th, uh, 16th weighted, so they're trending down, more middle of the pack, uh, and really bad against the run. So maybe the steal, you know, that can that can help the Steelers because they they do need to run a ball. I don't think you want to have either of these quarterbacks dropping back a ton uh, in this thing. But more more than anything else, this is just uh, a spot where Mike Tomlin, time and time again. Uh, has found a way 55 and 30 with three pushes as an underdog against the spread 65% uh, as an underdog off a loss 21 and 10 68% against the spread as an underdog without Ben Roethlisberger. So any other quarterback starting for Pittsburgh besides big Ben uh, with uh, Tomlin coaching as an underdog 23, 10 and three 70% against the spread and Tomlin as an underdog against an opponent with an equal or better straight up win loss record, which the Colts do have uh, 38, 15 and one, just a Tomlin spot. I think, I think it would get to three if though, if uh, you know, the, one of the key defensive players ruled out, I'm still betting it there. Uh, give me Pittsburgh plus two and a half at the Colts. 
yeah, like if the Colts are a fraud and uh, this is a classic Tomlin spot. Sharp dudes can just see it because sharp dudes don't care what you say anyway. They just watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't think there's, I have no difference between Pickett and Trubisky from yeah. a power ratings standpoint. So that doesn't matter. Uh, so I like it. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, for my third pick in the sixth overall of the Week 15 Sunday six-pack, we go with the Chicago Bears plus three and a half at the Cleveland Browns. This is, I should say, my three picks. You just talked about them. This is good to minus 120. There's, we record this and then it comes out a couple hours later. Then you might be listening to it two days later. Minus 120 is fine here. I would bet the lines up to minus five and a half. People always ask this. And then I would bet, what was my other bet? The bill's up to minus two and a half, which I already said. And then I agree with your, if you want to go through yours real quick, I agree with you. Wait to see on the Steelers, the news. Like if it's, if it goes down to two, it's not that big of a deal. Then you want to play. That's mm -hmm. probably because there's news. You know, everyone's not, you know, people have jobs and are sitting in front of the screen all day. So, but if it goes down to two, Hit it. There's probably news out there. Yeah, no, the Vikings. I would buy that the Vikings. minus one twenty. I would buy the hook up to minus one twenty there. And then the G men, uh, yeah, obviously. Kind of I don't think it's going to go to seven. Right? No yeah, chance. it's not going to go to seven. Um, I have it closer to four. Six is is a key number. So yeah, um, if you don't, you don't feel want to strongly, go down to five and a half, that could that could matter. And I don't think it's going to go to seven. Yeah. So mean. that definitely bet that one now. If it, you know, yeah. if it's if it's out there. Okay. So uh, getting back to the Bears, my third and the final pick of the six pack. I am. I had never played the Bears for years. Now I'm playing them. This is the <laughs> third time in four weeks um, that I'll be betting them. This is a team on the upswing, also playing just with house money, nothing to lose. All the pressure on the Browns here. I think the Browns get too much credit for that game last week. I bet them. I expect them to win. The Jaguars were beat up on a short week. It was a great spot. Joe Flacco still okay, is a great. Is still has a rocket arm. He's still 38 year old statue now behind an offensive line that lost its third starting offensive tackle. For the season last week that's massive they're under their fourth and fifth string tackle uh it they also ethan poaches their center got hurt you don't talk about a team that's banged up 
forward at running back, most importantly, the defense. You lost your starting defensive tackle, Maurice Hurst. He matters. He's out for this season. His backup, Jordan Elliott, in concussion protocol. Had another backup defensive lineman get hurt. You had Grant Telpit, the safety, go on IR today. Juan Thornhill and Denzel Ward. I think they're going to play, but they were out last week. This is a beat-up team. Meanwhile, the Bears, outside of Ngakwe, doesn't really matter. They're completely healthy. This Bears defense trending up, up, up. Since week seven, fifth in EPA per play. One spot ahead of the Browns. They're also ninth in success rate. And Montez Sweat allows you to get a little bit more pressure. Jalen Johnson playing at an all-pro level. 26 passer rating allowed this year. He's been a top three corner this year. I hope it, that he gets all-pro honors. He deserves it, and the Bears really should lock him up to a deal. Uh, but, yeah, the offense, even the Bears, and look, they also got healthier. They were dealing with some injuries early in the season. You can't really run on them, and now you're going to have the statue Flacco, you know, behind – uh, an offensive line that might be down or will be down a couple starters. And on the other side, Bear Fields is playing better. He worked on some of the mechanics of his dropbacks. And what does what can he do that other quarterbacks have done that gave the the Browns issues this year? He's mobile. Mobile quarterbacks that can evade this pressure and create plays have given this aggressive Browns defense trouble this year. It's one of the reasons why I love the Jags last week. Was because I number one, I assumed Lawrence wasn't going to play. He did, and then I said, if he did, he wouldn't be mobile. Well, it turns out he was actually running around uh, a, a lot. He was making plays, and that's why the Jags, you know, put up twenty-seven points in that game. Uh, we were just undone by turnovers uh, and their defense. So yeah, Bears playing way too well here. This should be a low-scoring game, and uh, I think there's too much value in Chicago. So let's keep it rolling and go back to the well with the Bears one more time. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. Well, I guess because it's three at MGM, is that why you didn't go with it for your first pick? I feel like the, this is probably the best one out of the three that you uh, mentioned. Like, I, I think the Bears are probably the lie. I mean, you know, Cowboys-Bills, it's still Cowboys-Bills. You know, it's still kind of a toss-up. Um, and then, you know, you're weighing points with the Lions. But this is like the Bears have a probably win this game. I mean, Cleveland's that banged up at this point. I like all but, three. I like all three equally. So, I, I don't okay. – uh, it was random. Oh, got you. Okay. Uh yeah, so this is another one of those weeks where you have a lot better quarterbacks than I do. You have Josh Allen, you have Justin Fields, and you have Jared Goff. I have Tommy DeVito, Josh, uh, not Josh, what's uh, Nick Mullins and Mitch Bortles. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's ugly. It's week fifteen, but that is going to be our six pack Buffalo. Minus one and a half, Detroit minus four, and Chicago plus three and a half. If you're stuck, I got the Minnesota Vikings plus three and a half, the Giants plus six, and the Steelers plus two and a half. Stuck, you got much better quarterbacks this week. Josh Allen, Justin Fields, and Jared Goff, whereas I have DeVito, Mullins, and Mitch Bortles, as you like to call them. <laughs> You've just been bortled. But it's time for our week 15 coaches pep talk. You keep playing the way you're playing. We're going to get our ass beat again tonight. And it stops right now. For this week's coaches pep talk, got to go back to our boy NFL films legend, John Facenda, reading a poem by Rudyard Kipling. And going to dedicate this to 
those backup quarterbacks. Cause I, you don't really need the luck stuck. I mean, you got you got legit quarterbacks. I got DeVito, Mullins, and Trubisky. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dedicate to them. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can make one heap of all your winning and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Love for Seth and uh, listen to him talk all day. He's the best. I'm going to write down this your six-pack quarterbacks here and then keep it near the computer, and we'll see if anyone will ever top DeVito, Bortles, Mullins. That'll be, let me write down, week 15, 2023. This will be the new leader in the clubhouse for, yeah, I'd say- for one of us to reach. It's not. It's no Beamer, Benz, or Bentley. I guess zero percent chance any of them are starting next year. It could all be benched this week. Yep, during, literally during the first. You could, get, you could get Tyrod Taylor, Jaron Hall, or I guess Dobbs. Go back to Dobbs, and you could get uh, Mason, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Each team has a viable option to replace these dudes, but I mean that's twenty twenty three in a nutshell. All right, uh, let's get into our favorite total of the week. Last week we both had that Bucks Falcons total that went over pretty. Uh, Easily, though, I think there was a time, there was like a couple of, what, missed field goals? Something. Who something. missed two field goals? Yeah, yeah. And that could that might cost us Falcons plus 400 I to know, win the division. I know, I know. Yeah, you wasted a 350-yard game from, from Desmond Ritter. Jesus. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Uh, so what do you got? What do you got for this? Uh, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Washington. I'm going to go with the Commanders, Rams, over. Always do what the, the lines are when we're doing this. I did bet 49. It just was 49. Now it's 50. Still like it at 50. Uh, I think this, just like last week, the, the total was 39. I thought it should be you know 42. I think this should be 52. Washington defense is horrendous. It's the worst of the league by any metric that you look at. But since they traded their edge rushers, look, we've seen what Montez Sweat has done for the Bears. Some Chase Young has done for the 49ers. They have no edge rush. Kind of decent against the run still because they have two really good interior defensive linemen. And their linebackers who are bad in coverage are decent against the run. Guess what? That's probably going to lead to McVay throwing the ball a ton here because Stafford and those healthy receivers now, and not under any pressure, is going to absolutely cook this Washington defense that has given up 45 points in back-to-back weeks. If you remove the Patriots game, over their past five games, they've allowed 37 points per game. I mean, this defense has no answers. Other side of the ball, the Rams defense, bottom 10 unit, not anything special. Washington should get its points here. They also should be playing in comeback mode, just chucking it all around. And they, look, Sam Howell's taking a ton of sacks earlier this season. Still a bit of an issue, but he's basically cut that in half. And one of the reasons is, is they took Gates out of the lineup at center and put Larson in there. It's kind of stabilized things a bit. But, uh, yeah, this should be a shootout. I think the Rams are going to come out. They usually play fast early on. They'll build a lead. They should just score well, and they're going to pass a lot. So you're going to see heavy, heavy pass frequency based on the matchup. I just don't know how Washington will get any stops. And this Rams defense isn't anything 
to write home about. I think because of the suppressed scoring environment, I think that was one of the reasons why indoors last week we got there was a 39 with a Falcons uh Bucks game. You're getting some value on some of these overs. Uh I just don't think there's gonna be many stops. Like the, there's no reason the Rams shouldn't get to 30 plus. Like everyone has been on this Washington defense that has a pulse. And uh so I think I'll call this like um you know 31 20 at the minimum but the rams have a shot to get to 35 38 here um and you know washington get to 24 28 i think this is a shootout yeah this 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 one really sticks out to me i think i think cooper cup is finally fully healthy even though he wasn't always on the injury report uh you could tell he wasn't fully healthy early in the year and kyron williams being back uh sean mavay i think just very particular when he kind of builds his offense out and decides what he's going to do in his whole scheme. And um, when he has everybody, that's why he doesn't really take guys out. I mean, most of their, most of the Rams starters just play almost every snap. Uh, and so when everyone's healthy, that's when this Ram offense uh, starts humming. And we last three weeks, Stafford shredded the number one pass defense in DVOA for three touchdowns and no picks. And the number two pass defense DVOA for three touchdowns and no picks Ravens and Browns in back to back weeks. So and now he's got what thirty two. Yeah, now he's got thirty two. So it's, I mean, it's it's a smash spot. I'm gonna go the complete opposite. I'm gonna go Falcons Panthers under thirty five, and I just like to buy or I like to sell high on the Falcons scoring points because their home road splits are so drastic. And this has been, I mean, it makes a, makes some sense because they do play indoors. Uh, Desmond Ritter, just for his career, I mean, you even go back to college, high school, always been a better quarterback at home uh, and, and not as good on the road. For his career in the NFL, at home, 7.6 yards in attempts, which is well above league average, uh, 89 passer rating, 67 completion percentage, which is also above average. But on the road, six yards in attempts, uh, a 76 passer rating, and he's just under 60% completion. So he essentially turns from like Matthew Stafford into Desmond Ritter when he's on a road and you have rain in the forecast seems to the percent chance seems to be going up. It's still, still midweek. So that could change, but right now it looks at that 66% chance of rain uh, winds upwards of 15 mile, miles per hour. And we already know this Panther team. I mean, if they, if they, if the Panthers get a touchdown, uh, they're doing well for themselves. I mean, I, I was on the Panthers last week and that was just a mistake. I mean, this team was just incompetent and they gave a free seven to New Orleans on a, a punt. Uh, got, they got a punt block. That's not going to happen every week. So I, I don't see the Panthers doing much to, to aid the scoring in this game. Uh, Falcons have one of the top run defenses in the league. So, you know, that's, with the, I mean, the Panthers trailing game script and you know, both both of their running backs are, are putting up big numbers, uh, rushing, running the ball, big volume numbers. That's kind of where we are with this Panther team at this point. Division game, outdoors. Uh, and for what it's worth, totals under, totals 37 or below over the last decade. But once it gets, because that's, once you get past 37, get going lower than that, now you're really starting to push the edges of whatever, you know. Pre- it's 2017, you lose. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it, once you start getting lower than that, 
you know, when books are floating like, you know, 34s and 35s, that's really pushing the edge of like the, the projection model and the standard deviations and all that stuff. There's usually a reason for it. Um, and it's because you can't you can't go low enough. And to that point, unders 37 or less over the last decade, 30 and 12 to the under. So totals 37 or less, 30 and 12 to the under, 71% over the last decade, including nine and four this season. And I think all of the, uh, the like the three losses, I think they were last week, you mentioned that Jets-Texans game. So uh, maybe people might shy away, but I uh, just don't see many points being scored. Remember, Falcons went a 13 to eight game against the Jets the week before that. That's I could see a 13 to 10 game. Uh, that's what I'll call it. Everything just sets up perfectly uh, for the defenses. Yeah, under 35, Panthers-Falcons. All right, so we got Rams, Commanders over 50, Panthers-Falcons under 35. Uh, that's our totals. Now time for our favorite teaser of the week. Oh, yeah. Six-point teasers. If you don't want me to. Both of us 10 and four on a year uh, on the pod on our teasers. Uh, some of them have, sometimes we go with the same one. We're doing that this week. Not that many options. So uh, where are we going? Yeah, I'm going to go a little unconventional this week. I just that I just trust the Rams offense to get it done at home against this horrible uh, Washington defense. I'll pair that with a very traditional teaser piece in the Steelers, low total, getting across the three and seven. We talked about that game earlier. So give me uh, Steelers and the Rams. Yeah, same same here. Not really many other options that I feel comfortable with and that you can tease through the three and the seven, which is really where the value lies uh, for the most part. So uh, Steelers up to eight and a half, Rams down to minus a half point. That's our favorite teaser of week number 15. We'll get into underdogs in a second, but as a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, time for our Moneyline Underdog Parway. Turning good weekends into great weekends. It's time for the Moneyline Parlay. Uh, you hit seven. I've only hit three this year, so you've been uh, beasting on these. You're actually seven and seven, so that's got to that's got to be quite the uh, the ROI there. So where are you going this week? Uh well, maybe uh, I I did bet them. Um, so hopefully I'm right because money over fandom. But for futures and my fandom, this would make me sad. But I'm going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I th- I tweeted this out earlier today. Um, I was going back over my season long stuff and this year I, in bills, betting bills and Ravens sides, um, I am 15 and one and the one loss 
obviously when uh in Cleveland, Ravens at Cleveland when DTR got rolled in. Oh, but, yeah, uh, oh my goodness. I I think this is a good spot. So with the Jags, they at plus three and a half, it went down to three. They would have been one of my picks. I like them at anything over a field goal. This is a good spot to buy them. I think they'll be healthier along the offensive line, potentially on defense. Their run defense has actually been better than the Ravens run defense this year. And there could be major weather here. You could have very high wind gusts. Um, I think you'll get a desperation effort here from the Jags. And I think the Ravens defense is still a little bit more vulnerable than people realize. They have had a very beneficial schedule as far as like who and when and the time backups that they faced. So um, yeah, give me the Jags here. I think this is a good buy spot on Jacksonville. I think there's a little bit of value here at home in prime time against the Ravens. It seems like one of those spots where, you know, Ravens, I mean, they, they are probably lucky to win last week. I mean, it took, it took everything they had to seems like a letdown spot uh, for them. And like you said, Jaguar, this Jaguar team all, all of a sudden desperate. Where are you going for your money on dog? Uh, you talked about it already. Chicago bears like them going up against this banged up Cleveland team. And I mean, we're talking about Joe Flacco at, age 38 like you said statue with a bad or with a banged up o-line you know might weighing minus 145 on the money line i'll take a healthy bears team with a mobile quarterback and uh probably some value that's just not being accounted for in the market because this bears team you know at one point the bears are like the joke of the nfl and every everyone was kind of like why did they even trade for Montez sweat now ryan pose kind of looks like a genius it's like you got Carolina's picks. So you're gonna. You're probably getting that top pick regardless. You got. You fleeced them for, um, for DJ Moore in the in the process. You have the option of you could. You're, you're wide open in terms of what you could do at quarterback. Like you could keep Fields and draft a guy, and you know do it that way. You could trade them for more assets, and you just kind of gave the team some confidence. And I think you got a better evaluation of you know some of the guys on defense now that you have like a pass like some semblance of a pass rush so um yeah I, I like what this bear team is doing so i go with the bears uh, plus 145 if you parlay those two together jacksonville plus 140 bears plus 145 you get plus 488 odds so pretty juicy but uh at this point make sure you bet them individually because stuck you've been uh you've been a lot you've been hitting them these a lot more it's like my thing was the survivor your thing has been these money line dogs so good stuff on that now let's go to the best of the rest games we haven't covered in any other segment, but are still, as they say, meaningful to some. That's going to be a touchdown, but that may be meaningful to some of you. And you know who I mean. Also, I got to say, we were talking about Al Michaels and giving him, I think you said give him the old yeller treatment, take him out back. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think Someone he's got perked it. up a little bit last few weeks. He's been uh, He's been better, so. But they also he, took him off the playoffs, I heard. Yeah, I that's think. what I'm saying. Someone did yeah. take him out because yeah. they're – Yeah, he's yeah, he did. He's probably heard the criticism and maybe he's tried to ramp it up. But I, I, Thursday nights have well, been a lot better. I still – still not a fan of gets, the Now he gets Easton stick Brian Hoyer to get yeah, he about. Yeah, it might, he might go back to sleep for this one. Do you know who the worst announcing crew right now? And I really like Craig oh. Olson, by the way. Some people don't like it. I don't know why. Let me guess. Okay. I think it's either going to be the the one with Charles Davis or the one with Vilma. Is it one of those two? No. No? Oh, okay. What do you got? Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez. Really? 
really? I like yeah. Mark Sanchez. He's like just goofy and like normal enough to like, like it doesn't annoy me. What's your beef with Kugler uh, and Sanchez? You just, is it Sanchez? Not specific. Or? I just don't know. I just, when I'm watching the game, I'm just, it's just, I, I like a, I'm just not excited. And I don't know. There's just something that's off about them. It's all just personal preference. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to flush that thing down the toilet like your goldfish in fourth grade, man. That thing's dead and gone. So we got the Bucks at the Packers. Packers are three and a half point favorites. The totals 41 and a half. Questionable for the Green Bay offense are Christian Watson and Dontavian Wicks at wideout. Aaron Jones is like the new Shaquille Leonard. Like, does he even exist? Um, I don't know. He comes in game and gets like, beat up and then doesn't play for another three weeks. Uh, Jair Alexander also, what, what's going on? Like, does the Packers just not want to use the injured reserve? Because I feel like they have guys who missed like more more than four weeks who just uh, continue to be on the injury report. But yeah, those guys are all questionable. Quay Walker as well. And then for the Bucks, you know, Dean is, he missed last week, Vita Vea and Devin White. So those guys are, um, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with them. But three and a half, 41 and a half, I... I don't, it's, it's kind of like, I guess a buy low spot on green Bay, but without, with all these injuries, I can't really do anything. What are you, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's a good line. If it was a three, I'd look to buy green Bay. Um, so, uh, I'm looking to fit this bucks team. I'm not a buyer and was looking to fade them, but I would need a field goal. So if it gets down there, um, depending on the injury situation, that's what I'll look, uh, to buy. By the way, I didn't, uh, I didn't mention this for the Cowboys Bills game. Cowboys averaging 40 points per game at home, 20 on the road. Sort of like the uh Browns o- OD splits. It do- doesn't get talked about enough. And Falcons um, too. But they're averaging they're 20 points per game less on the road. Um, obviously there's small sample size. You get a couple games yeah. and you can skew it, but it's pretty crazy. But uh no, I think Green Bay is a good line. Three and a half is where it should be. Yeah, but Green Bay's a pretty solid team. Um they obviously just they're one of those teams that could beat anyone and lose to anyone as we've seen uh, in the last couple of weeks, but yeah, injuries are what it's going to really come down to. But this Bucks defense is, I mean, even if he's down Wicks and, and Watson, I mean, Jaden Reed's been playing well. Dobbs has been playing well. Tucker Craft's been playing well. I, I could see Green Bay still winning by margin here, but tough to lay, you know, three in the hook um, coming off a loss to the giants. But speaking of uh, tough losses, Miami lost a tough one to Tennessee and Houston lost CJ Stroud to concussion protocol. So protocol. So we'll see about that. But right now, two and a half is the line. The total 38. Uh, the Titans are favored against the Texans at home. Blake Cat some key injuries for the Houston defense. You know, just when I was, you know, ready to buy in on the Houston defense, hey, now they get they keep getting hurt. I mean, Houston just, I don't know what's going on. It's just guys can't stay healthy, but Blake Cashman rated the top five linebacker. I mean, not linebackers aren't massive, but still a uh, good player for their defense. Uh, he's doubtful. And then Tavir Thomas, who, uh, you know, plays in, uh, you know, plays in secondary, some special teams. He's, he was uh, highly rated as well. High rated out. He's doubtful. And then you got Stroud, Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, uh, questionable. Will Anderson's popped up an in injury report as well. So, um, a lot of injuries for the Texas Titans have been a lot better at home, but uh, at the same time, it's kind of seems like one of those chasing last week prime time with the Titans. So I don't, I don't know. What are you doing with this one? I mean, yeah, is Stroud going to play? Uh, kind of. Yeah, we, we don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, probably. Uh, like yeah. you said, they seem to be more yeah. lenient with the protocol later in the year. Yeah, can't do anything with this game now uh, with his status and all the other injuries too. 
and Texas has been so explosive this year. Um, and but Collins and Dell were fifty yeah, percent of their that's, explosive that's passing it. plays. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, you can't do anything here with all the injury uncertainty. Um, by the way, I should have mentioned that the just the NFC South. Like I want to fade the Bucks. 11 and 25 against the spread versus other divisions this year. 46, 79 and two over the past three years. This year, they own three of the four worst teams against the spread in the NFL. Bucks are eight and five against the spread. I'm looking to fade them, but I, I need three with the Packers game. I just wanted to, I forgot to mention that note, but uh, yeah, nothing in Houston, Tennessee, too much uncertainty right now. And then, so then you got this Miami team hosting the Jets and Miami favored by eight and a half to total down to 37 and a half. I'm, I mean, I came up on the wrong side of that jet game last week. I mean, injuries obviously didn't help, but I'm like, I don't know. Am I, is it chasing to to back the Jets here? I mean, I just feel like Miami, you know, no Toronto Armstead, most likely uh, ankle issue. Uh, Connor Williams, doubtful, top graded center in the league. Robert Hunt out, the top five graded guard in the league. Tyree Hill, ankle injury, questionable, but see, it seems like he's might not be like hundred percent. If he's not hundred percent, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you put him back out there. I mean, they tried to do it to 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 make sure they didn't steal, like loot, like completely blow that game, and they blew it anyway last week. But I, I mean, this Dolphin team would be a completely. This would be the, the Brian Flores to a offense like with with all these guys hurt so i don't mean is should, should i be back in the jets here or what, what do you think yeah it's jets are nothing but yeah i mean the spot is miami like they have that bad loss the jets have that win mm-hmm. over houston but uh, yeah I, the there's a couple things here with miami they are so hurt their offense and Tua can't have, he's awful under pressure he can't evade any uh he just runs into his lineman's back yeah he's terrible so, he's like oh my goodness yeah. It is all you saw what that that Titans defensive line did once those injuries happened. But no Jeffrey um, Simmons. Yeah. And the so now you're going up against that Jets front. So it could and if it's it's so big, is Armstead gonna play? They could be down Armstead, the Hunt's gonna be out and Connor Williams is out. Yeah. I mean, that would be massive. Brutal. And if Hill's not helping, Tyreek. Yeah, this offense then is nothing. I mean, you just double waddle and then you're trying to throw it to you know River, River Craycraft and Braxton Barrios. Uh, you know, it's basically becomes like the Panthers. Um, so yeah, I, I it's Jets or nothing. There's also some defensive injuries, like the the we saw already Jalen Phillips, mm-hmm. he's out. We saw the impact of his loss. Like they just are completely reliant now on Chubb getting to the quarterback. They're down to like Channing Tindall at linebacker. Um, they're both their safeties were out last week, Elliot and Holland. Holland's really important. He said he has two spray MCLs. Yeah. Like he has yeah, both. He says these. he's gonna try to play. So yeah. there's a lot of uncertainty. If it got, you know, I wanted 10 with the Jets. Um there's also the other thing I gotta mention, winds. There could be 25 to 30 mile an hour sustained winds. This could be the highest weather impact game of the of the week. Um I don't even know who that would favor more. It depends if Tyreek's playing or not. Um so yeah, I would lean under here with all the injuries that the Dolphins are dealing with. Still Zach Wilson and the weather. And then I would I would lean Jets. I also maybe I'd consider Jets for my money line dog because of all those injuries and the weather. Um, and if Hill doesn't go, 
The yeah, Dolphins literally the, the difference is massive. Um, it's just two. It's just two defenses going against. And they could each be out there three point. three offensive linemen. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's Jets or nothing. Small into the under as well. And then we got the uh, Chiefs Pats. Yeah, Chiefs Pats and then Niners Cardinals. So we'll go Chiefs Pats first. Uh, nine and a half. The Pats are getting at home. The total is thirty-seven. Chiefs main injuries: Pacheco, Donovan Smith, uh, Patriots. I mean, they've had a bunch of guys banged up on offense. You never know which receivers are going to play. Uh, I I would personally mean under in this one. Um, you got Sean Hockley refing, always a great uh, under ref, 31 uh, and 8 to the under, 79% when the total is below 45, uh, 20 and 5 to the under when uh, the home team isn't favored, uh, and 60% to the under overall for in Hockley games. So um, like that. But I don't, it's another one of these situations where it's, am I a week too late with, you know, because the Patriots, you know, they, Beat beat the Steelers and then the uh, yeah the Chiefs look, continue to look broken on offense in the most embarrassing type of ways. But I mean, at some point, the Chiefs are gonna just not completely vomit away all their scoring opportunities, right? Like I just I don't I don't know what to do with this one. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I think they're dead last in EPA, giving up on penalties and turnovers. Um, I, this is a perfect line to me. Um, if it was 10, I'd consider Patriots. I don't trust this Chiefs team to win by margin. If mm-hmm. it was seven, I would back the Chiefs. Um, maybe Chiefs are, if it gets down to seven and a half, specifically eight, an interesting teaser piece. But I think between seven and 10, perfect range for this line. Nothing for me. Yeah. Uh, I do, I do lean under, but it is the Chiefs. Like, I just, there could be some regression coming. You know, they've just, get like lead points away on just silliness. Yeah. Um and the page but the Patriots defense is, is, is pretty good. But uh uh Niners at the Cardinals Cardinals plus 13 and a half at home 48 is the total Niners do have some injuries on defense Traverius Ward Eric Armstead um we'll see about them uh Greenlaw's hurt Oren Burks so it's not a defense maybe not quite uh you know up to snuff but cardinals i mean i don't marquis brown still didn't practice like i just don't know where this cardinal offense is at coming out of the bye um if they don't have brown and wilson their two top receivers which we don't we're not we're not exactly sure what's going on with them but you know th- we're talking about 13 and a half on the road but then Kyler murray for whatever reason has been terrible in the division at home just three and nine against the spread small sample but uh, you tend like Kyler Murray tends to do really well against the spread as a dog, uh, is on the road and uh, be bad at home. I don't know if that's going to carry over to the new coaching staff or what. So, another game that I'm really just not don't see anything that I'm personally going to be doing with it. But, uh, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, depending on the, I mean, I made this around 13. Um, but with the, with the San Francisco injuries, it's not a great spot. You know, they basically just clinched the division, they have the Ravens next. So they're always good on the script, and this Arizona D is horrendous. So if San Fran has a couple of these D guys out, they get the ball first, go up 7 nothing. I'll entertain just throwing a little bit on Arizona Live at a, a number above two touchdowns. Uh, big backdoor risk here. I don't think the Niners have 
a lot of interest in blowing this wide open. And if they have some defensive injuries out, Murray can have some success. So, yeah, if it got to 14, I'd consider Arizona pregame. But I might, um, depending on the injury reports, I might just wait to see if San Fran goes up 7 nothing, which I usually do, and then look to maybe get Arizona live. But other than that, as of now, it's a pass. Yeah, because you like all these elite teams, like, you know, you're seeing it with the Eagles, you, you know, San Francisco's probably going to have one, one like letdown ish kind of spot at some point with a sleepy spot where they, they could still win. Maybe this is the game. You know, like we saw Baltimore kind of do it against the Cardinals. We saw um, Dallas let Seattle get way too close. So uh, Dallas be lost surprised. to Arizona. Huh? Dallas yeah, like, that was yeah, that was way early. Now, I, but I'm saying late in the year, they usually like it's it, it's hard for a team like San Francisco, just been so good all year to keep rolling like right through. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there, some teams gonna cover on them with one of these big spreads. Um, and yeah, this, is this the last one of the year? Because you said who they got Baltimore, and then who's who, who else they got? Um, uh, the Rams left, and. Uh, the command they're at the commanders. That could yeah, be a so like spot. The, one of those, like probably the commanders, the the Rams. I mean, the, the Rams, the Niners always own the Rams, but the commanders or the Cardinals. I, I would bet one of those two is gonna cover. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe you kind of look at it from that angle. But yeah, it's I, Ravens. I Ravens gonna beat the 49ers Just to uh, let's just let you know now. <laughs> I mean, that's you, I, but that I wouldn't call that like a a letdown in the same I, way. I'm I mean, just, that's just I, I didn't yeah. say it's a letdown. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, I mean, what are you, 15-1, you said, with Ravens and uh and and I think the Ravens are going to lose this week, and then I think they beat the 49ers. On that note, that is a wrap for us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back here uh, every Thursday all season long. You can hear more of myself this week with my guy, Sean Kerner, talking fantasy, DFS, all that good stuff on the Fantasy Flex podcast. And, of course, Stuck is over talking college football on the Big Bets on Campus podcast. You can find Stuck on X at Stucky2. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Let's go. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.